And welcome to the Principles of Success, Season 3, Episode 8. And today we are talking about employee versus entrepreneur. So the one myth that I really want to dispel right now is that what if you want to be successful, you have to be one or the other. And depending on who you've listened to a lot of, you either think that you have to be an employee to be successful or an entrepreneur to be successful. Both work fantastically. It really doesn't matter how you produce your money. It doesn't matter what you do to produce your money. It doesn't matter what career. It doesn't matter what business. All that matters is that you produce money and then use that money to buy more money. So it really comes down to your temperament. And the first thing to look at is how self-motivated are you? Are you able to convince yourself to start working on what you need to work on without any external force way in advance of any sort of deadline? So if you're a master procrastinator, you should probably be an employee. If you are a naturally lazy person, odds are you probably should be an employee. But I'm saying odds are because I'm both a supernaturally person and a supernaturally good at procrastinating. And then the next one is how well do you handle having a boss? Like everybody hates their boss. Like very few people don't hate their boss. The number one time for heart attacks in America is Monday morning at 8 a.m. People would rather die than go to their work. So that's not what I'm saying of if you hate your boss or not. It is can you put up with it? Because if you can, short-term, employee is so much easier than entrepreneur. Which goes into the next one. How can you handle stress? Entrepreneurs need to handle stress a whole lot more than employees need to handle stress. Are you good with people? This one can be for both. But if you're not good with people, being an entrepreneur is way harder. Because as an entrepreneur, you have to convince people to buy your product. You have to convince employees to work for you. And you have to convince yourself to work for you. So are you good at sales? Are you good at self-motivation? Are you good at motivating others? If you're not good with people, that doesn't mean that you can't do business stuff. This podcast is technically a business. It is technically producing some money at this point. I don't talk to anybody. I talk to my wall and be like, wow, that's a really nice white wall. I am so glad that this wall is very entertaining and I just talk and it produces some money and that's a business. I don't convince any of you guys to buy my stuff because it's free and then advertisements generate just a little bit of cash. So it, none of these are set in stone kind of deals that you, if you don't have this, you can't do one or the other. It's just odds are you are most likely more suited to either being entrepreneurial or an employee. And there's nothing wrong with either one. Gary Vee said it best. Um, he said it's a whole lot more profitable to be number nine at Facebook or Google than it was to be number one at MyFace and Schmoogle. It only pays to be an entrepreneur if you are an if you are an a if you are a successful entrepreneur. English language is weird. N a whatever. Blah blah blah. Moving on. 
So, what are your temperaments? And what skills do you have? Some skills are way easier to lean towards one or the other. However, any skill can be turned into a business or an employee. A cook can be a chef in a kitchen or it can be a food truck cook. Um, a carpenter can be uh, working for a construction company or if he's got woodworking skills can be a furniture creator for people. Maintenance and handyman are essentially the same thing. A handyman usually is a self-employed contractor kind of guy and a maintenance man is usually somebody that works for a company and does maintenance for the company. So it really doesn't matter what skills you develop, you should develop the skills that you like to do. However, there are certain skills that make entrepreneurship way easier. We already talked about one, people skills. Next up is marketing. If you have any marketing expertise, business is a whole lot easier, which is why at some point in the season, we're going to talk about sales and marketing. And there's a great book on that I've done a book review on, I think in the first season, one of the very first books I did. It's one of my favorite books. And it is The E-Myth. And that book talks about the entrepreneurial myth of quite often people think they're entrepreneurial because they want because their boss sucks and they want to start their own business and they want to do the job. So what I mean by that is entrepreneurs generally don't do the job itself once you get past a certain stage. Entrepreneurs manage people, hire people, fire people, do paperwork, sign contracts, conduct sales, that kind of stuff. A successful pie shop, the pie shop owner most likely doesn't have the time to do the pies themselves. Now, if you're self-employed, that doesn't fully apply to you. If you're self-employed, you do everything. You have to do the making the pie. You have to do the marketing, the sales, the um, research, the product sourcing. So business is a whole lot of fun. But the employee, employee has to show up on time, do whatever the boss says. So both uh, an entrepreneur has a lot more stress. However, it is stressful um, having your livelihood tied to one person's mood. So both have their pros and cons. But now let's shift a little bit and talk about the money production of them. A successful business owner probably will make more than a successful employee. But the odds of you being a fairly successful employee are way greater than you being a modically successful entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs get tax breaks. Employees do not. However, you can do both. One of the books we'll talk about here this year is um, the 10% Entrepreneur. By the time you're hearing this, we might have already covered it. I don't know. But you can do both. You don't have to do one or the other. Um, you can have a job to make sure you get your insurance and a regular steady income. And then you could have a business of flipping houses. Most blue-collar guys, uh, especially in the trades, they have a job. Uh, we'll just use HVAC as an example. Or plumbing. Let's use plumbing. Um, they have a plumbing job. They go to their plumbing job 
And then they have a side under the table business of doing plumbing work for people. And usually both jobs combined, or usually each job makes about the same amount, but the under the table only happens on occasion. And it could be months in between before they get a job for under the table side jobs. So you can do both. It's the, the main purpose of this episode was to talk about that you can generate money however you want in whatever field you want, whether it, and whether it's a employee or an entrepreneur. That's the main takeaway for this section of the episode. Next, we're going to talk about the different types of money, which we already talked about a little bit, but I wanted to kind of recap on it again and explain it again more. So there's three types of money. There's the earned income. That's basically what we've been talking about. You have your business or your job producing earned income. That's the least important income. It's your first income, and for most people, it's their only form of income because they just don't invest. But it is the least important, and it is the least efficient, and it is the most heavily taxed, especially in America and especially in Britain, because your tax laws are pretty similar. Um, same with Canada. Basically, all the English-speaking nations have pretty similar tax laws, and then most of Europe has somewhat similar tax laws. Um, the tax laws are written by the business owners and the landowners. They're the ones who made the tax laws. So if you want to take advantage, you need to have business advantage and or land advantage. So it really doesn't matter how you produce your earned income. It's what you do with your earned income to create the other two types of income, which we, which if you remember, uh, there's earned income, there's capital gains income, and cash flow income, or passive income. They all have multiple names. So earned income, that's the money you get paid from your job. Capital gains income, that's the money you get when things go up in value. So when you invest in Amazon stock and it goes up, then you make money. You, you don't have the actual money itself. You would have to sell the stock, but your net worth goes up. And this is what a lot of people don't understand about net worth. Most of the billionaires in the world don't make that much. Jeff Bezos, one of the richest men in the world... I believe his salary, so his earned income, is 80k a year. Some of you listening to this probably make more than that. The reason why he's so freaking wealthy is because he owns a large portion of Amazon, which is a trillion dollar company. Same with Elon Musk. Elon Musk, I actually don't know how much he makes, but I remember it was pretty small. Um, he's one of the wealthiest men in the world because he owns... Tesla stock and SpaceX stock. And those companies are highly valued in the stock market. So his ownership of them made his wealth go up. For the common man, this is typically your house. You buy your house and then in 30 years, hopefully it's worth more and kept up with inflation, which we'll talk about more about house ownership in a later episode. But that's usually how they sell it. It's like you buy the house and then it appreciates. It goes up in value. And then you either sell it to gain the increased value or you refinance it. Or in other words, take a collateral loan against it. You can do this with cryptocurrencies as well. Um, 
I'm not going to say whether I recommend doing that or not, but you can do it. So that's capital gains. And earned income is taxed at a much higher rate than capital gains income. Cash flow income, passive income, royalties, that kind of stuff, that income quite often can be taxed at 0%. This is why when we talk about rich not paying taxes, it's because they don't sell their stocks, they borrow against them, get a collateral loan against them, or they have deductions, which most of your deductions go towards cash flow. So like I talked about in a couple weeks ago, let's use real estate again. Um, you're, you have a rental house. Each and every month, it is producing money for you, for you to then use. That money would get taxed and does get taxed, but you're also allowed to take tax deductions. So the cost of the, uh, the, cost of the whole apartment comes out of the income. So even though you're pocketing, let's say, 300 bucks, you can deduct a significant amount from it. And if you are really good with your tax deductions, you can deduct 100%. And while that's not always the case, you can deduct a good portion of it. So if you want to become successful with money, quit focusing on earned income. The richest people in the world have, uh, on average, less earned income than you would think. All of their money is produced from the other two types of income because taxes taxes are stealing all of your money and will go into taxes pretty heavily at some point in the season. But earned income gets taxed very heavily. Capital gains, which you can also borrow. Borrowing does not get taxed. You can borrow against it. Borrowing does not get taxed. So you can then, as things go up in value, you can then reinvest the money to buy more things that go up in value. But we'll talk about the cons of that in a different episode. And then passive income, which cash flow income, which is the end goal. That's what you need to be able to retire. The more cash flowing assets you control, the more money that's coming into your pocket. And because of how the tax laws are written, that's usually taxed at the least. So your end goal form of money is also the least taxed and the least amount of work. It just takes money to produce that money. So use your earned income to invest in assets that appreciate and in assets that cash flow. And with that, I think we will end that for today's episode. I'm actually not certain how long this episode went. There's a lot of um, post-editing that's going to go into this episode because it's kind of all over the place. So we'll see how long this went. But with that, I will end it here for today. Check out my new book, The Blueprint of Wealth. Link is below. And next week, we are going to talk about financial traps. See you all next week.